This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. Primetime Money on Zoomer Radio with Richard Infantino is a paid program. When your personal investments need help to reach your retirement dreams and navigating the complex world of financial planning requires an experienced manager, that's when you know you're ready for prime time. Welcome to Prime Time Money on Zoomer Radio with Richard Infantino, Senior Wealth Advisor at RBC Dominion Securities. Good morning and welcome everybody to Canada's only money show dedicated to those of you 50 plus and your overall investment tax and estate planning and your direct link to all of North America's top money managers with the best ideas on how you can grow your money. And we have an outstanding show planned for you today. First up is Chris Heeks, who is the head of Discipline Equity at BMO Asset Management. Chris is here to talk about how you can invest in low volatility in investments. And on the opposite side, medium and small companies are at historical lows. Is this a generational opportunity? Well, Sanjan Betty, who's a portfolio manager at Canoe Financial, will join us to give us his best ideas. So you're going to get both sides of the spectrum today. But first, we have a very important luncheon workshop coming up. It's on Wednesday, July the 20th at Oasis Convention Center in Mississauga. We have an outstanding guest speaker. His name's Craig Bassinger. He's a chief strategist at Purpose Investments. So he's going to join us on July 20th, and he's going to explain how to navigate through this market storm. He's going to touch upon how to combat, you know, the potential recession, how to manage your account for rising interest rates and inflation, and then where are the best and safest places that you can invest today for the best opportunity going forward in this market. So you don't want to miss that. It's a special event, and what's best is there's no cost to attend, and lunch is included. So just call Dominique at 1-866-891-2637. That's 1-866-891-2637. You can reserve your seats, and then the workshop is uh, July the 20th. It'll run approximately from around uh, 12 noon to about 2 p.m. Okay, does this market have you down? I'm going to give you three quick tips today on how you can construct what I call a comeback portfolio. You know, after basically 10 years of clear sailing with your money, these last six months have suddenly really dished out a hard dose of reality for everybody. Here's three things that I think you should do. First of all, do nothing immediately. Your emotions and gut reactions aren't likely to give you any favors. This is the first time that you get take a look at it and try to figure it out and get it right. Because this phase I've seen over the last 20 to 30 years is where you're going to get the bulk of your returns. Okay, second, calm your emotions and get a perspective of what these markets do during these times and what it does when this is all over with. And third, and this is the topic here, remodel your portfolio for a strong comeback. If you're feeling the stock market pain right now, there's likely two causes. You have too much risk in your portfolio, and you're not diversified enough. You have too much money in one or two particular areas of the market. So to build a comeback portfolio, it's really easy to do. You don't require any complicated assets or any risky timing issues. It's simplicity. We use four building blocks that have stood the test of time, and the combination of these assets, if you back-test it all the way to 1928, yep, 92 years, This area has recovered first during that 92 years and has returned over 13% compounded all those 92 years. Here's what's best. I produced a report for you. It's called How to Build the Best Comeback Portfolio. And it's free for the asking. All you got to do is give Dominique a call at 1-866-891-2637. 
1-800-926-2637 for your copy of the Comeback Portfolio. Okay, what if you could go to the Toronto Stock Exchange and go through all of the stocks and find the ones that grow year in and year out and move up and down the least amount for the smoothest ride? Well, our next guest, Chris Heeks from BMO Asset Management, has done that for you. Stay right here. I'm Richard Infantino, and this is Primetime Money. Okay, we're back, folks. I'm Richard Infantino, and you're listening to Primetime Money. And joining us now is Chris Heeks. He's the head of discipline equity and a portfolio manager at BMO Asset Management, Inc. Hey, good morning, Chris. Thanks for uh, taking the time to join us here today. Well, thanks, Richard. It's great to be here. My pleasure. Yeah, in the introduction, we talked about, uh, you know, the ups and downs of the markets and, you know, how we should be looking at things. And, you know, some people are just looking for a smoother ride. And I know you guys at BMO have... um, what's called low volatility ETFs. Explain to everybody what low volatility ETFs is. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, this is what you might hear the term out there, smart beta. You know, what is smart beta? Well, regular beta, you know, the typical indexes you hear about, you know, the S&P TSX Composite or the S&P 500 index, you know, those are market cap indexes. And what market cap means is essentially the weight in the index corresponds to how big the company is. Uh, so in Canada, you'll have, you know, Royal Bank is the biggest company in Canada will be there. You'll see the other banks like BMO as well. That's market cap. But what smart beta is, is uh, taking those same uh, constituents of the index, but weighting them in a different way. Um, uh, so you, you might have heard of value investing. Uh, mm-hmm. where you're waiting by value, or momentum investing, where you're waiting by momentum. Low volatility is a, is a way where we're actually waiting by risk. So we look at uh, individual companies in the index, assess their overall riskiness. Um, at BMO, we use a metric. Um, we use beta as a metric itself. So we use a metric to identify the risk, a five-year beta, and we tend to overweight the more defensive and, and less uh, lower beta stocks. So we overweight the defenses and we underweight the more cyclical or more higher risk stocks. And so what that, what that is, is so, it's a, so, so it looks different than the index. Again, you're a little more overweight defensives, underweight cyclicals. And, you know, the value it adds for investors, it's really about slow and steady being in kind of smoother stocks, um, you know, when markets are having a lot of volatility, like they are in 2022, you know, strategies like this aim to preserve more capital. Um, and really what that does is, is, set, is sets them up for future success. So, for example, in Canada, whereas the broad index is down uh, about 9% this year, that low volatility is only down 4 So, you know, just an example. Um, and, and what that enables for investors is they can get exposure to equities, but again, it's about taking some of the risk off the table with the low volatility ETFs. Okay, so then when when you're talking about uh, beta, Chris, you're talking about how much something goes up and down, you know, simplistically. That's right, right. exactly. So beta is like you know the market has a risk profile, and it's really a market relative. Um, okay. Metric. So when you have a stock with a beta of one, you're saying it's moving about in line with the market. When you have a beta of 0.5, it's got less sensitivity. So that's lower risk. When it has a beta of two, you know, it's kind of like double the market move on average. So that's a higher risk stock. Exactly. Yeah. So I guess the big benefit of low volatility right now is that you're going to get quality companies and you're going to have a stock that's not going to move up and down as much. So giving you some comfort in the in the uh, stock market today. 
Well, exactly. And, and, you know, I think it's just, you know, when you're looking at volatility in the market, this tends to be when the strategies shine the most. Um, you know, if you look at the U.S. market, for example, it's even more uh, apparent. You know, the S&P 500, like our Z, uh, ZSP ETF, it's down 18%. You know, and we know there's a lot of technology in the S&P 500 these days, and those are high-risk stocks on average. Right. If you look at the low-volatility strategy, the ZLU, it's actually almost flat. It's down half a percent this year. So wow. talking about 17% outperformance, and again, you know, can really – uh, you know, adds a lot of value. So, you know, when I look at low volatility investing and think about it, you know, again, there's, there's, there's kind of two benefits. We talked about one is that capital preservation when times are tough. Mm-hmm. And we know for a lot of our, you know, especially clients kind of coming into retirement or, or perhaps in retirement and in a de- decumulation phase of their investment portfolio, you know, they're sensitive to protecting capital, obviously. Um, so the strategy can work there. The other nice thing with low volatility is that, you know, you would think in investing generally, you know, the thought is you take more risk, you get more return. You take less risk, you get less return. If you actually look at, um, you know, the historical returns of stocks, it actually doesn't work out that way, which is a little bit of an sometimes an unknown secret. Um, Slower and kind of more stable, quote unquote, boring stocks, like, for, for example, a Dollarama, you know, it's a lower risk stock, but it's doing very well and it's in high demand by consumers. Obviously, inflation, you know, it's gravitating, you know, gravitates consumers to dollar ammo. But just an example of a quote unquote boring stock, they can actually do very well over time. So, again, in a low volatility strategy, you know, you're taking some risk off the table, but you can still really, um, you know, have that potential to achieve, um, you know, solid equity growth as well. Yeah, you know, your story about Dollarama there and, um, you know, Dollar Tree in the United States, it's amazing when you go back and back, look at the other um, major corrections that we've had. That's one of the only stocks that's been up every one of those, like been up in all of those periods when everything else was been, has been down in those periods. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, you know, there's, you know, there's certain times in the market where you'll, you'll see those high-flying stocks will do well. And even, you know, obviously some of the energy stocks, some of the high flyers are doing quite well this year, but... Like you said, if you go back over time, you can give away some of those high-flying returns and, you know, trade it off for something a little more stable, and you get pretty good outcome. Like, if, if you want to talk about another, you know, key contributor to, uh, say, the Canadian, the ZLB over time, waste connections, yeah. Um, yeah. garbage disposal, yeah. and, 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 you know, recycling and that kind of thing, you know, it's just a steady business. We're going to have garbage every week. We're going to have recycling every week. Steady, steady business, but, you know, a great kind of um, compounder of return over time. And, you know, that's just, you know, another example of, of uh, stocks that fit the mandate and can, you know, really help, I think, uh, investors achieve their long-term outcomes. Yeah, sure. So uh, for your, your Bank of Montreal um, low-volatility ETFs, what are, what are the symbols of, of uh, the Canadian and the U.S. and the international one? For sure. So the Canadian one is ZLB. Okay. So that's uh, Canadian. The U.S. one, uh, we have a couple of different options, actually, but the, the one, the largest one is ZLU. Okay. That's U.S. low volatility. It's unhedged, so it has U.S. dollar exposure, and that can kind of sometimes provide additional benefit like it is this year. Yeah. Uh, U.S. dollar is quite strong, mm-hmm. but we do have a hedged and uh, a U.S. dollar option as well there. 
Uh, and then on the international side, you know, I tend to think, uh, you know, international stocks are a little bit out of favor right now. Obviously, we know there's a lot of geopolitical tension in Europe with, with Russia and Ukraine situation, but VEDLD um, uh, is one that you can use in the international markets. And that's actually the hedged one, which, you know, I tend to take in a little bit of risk off the table by yep. taking some of that currency return out of the equation. So ZLD, you know, um, is a way to play it in the international and again take some risk off the table in those markets. Um, and just to finish up then, uh, do these ETFs pay a distribution at all, Chris? They do. Yep, they pay quarterly distributions. Um, you know, we don't target necessarily a high yield. Like I said, we want to hold, you know, it's really about stock selection, those lower risk stocks, those more defensive sectors. Uh, but, you know, when you are investing in those sectors, you tend to get decent yields. So um, yeah, pretty, parcel, pretty right? decent yields across across, uh, you know, the suite of low volatility ETFs and they pay on a quarterly basis. Okay, that's great. Um, so. That's great, Chris. Yeah. Thanks for uh, taking the time to join us. It's a pleasure talking to you. Appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Anytime. Thanks, Richard. Thanks All right, you take me. care. Take care. Bye. Bye. Okay, that was Chris Heeks. He's the head of discipline equity at BMO Global Asset Management, Inc., Commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with investments in exchange-traded funds. Please read the ETF facts or the prospectus of the BMO ETFs before investing. Exchange-traded funds are not guaranteed, their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated. For a summary of the risks of an investment in BMO ETFs, please see the specific risks set out in BMO ETFs prospectus. BMO ETFs trade like stocks, fluctuate in market value, and may trade at a discount to their net asset value which may increase or decrease the risk of loss. Distributions are not guaranteed and are subject to change or elimination. BMO ETFs are managed by BMO Asset Management, Inc., which is an investment fund manager and a portfolio manager and a separate legal entity to the Bank of Montreal, which is an investment fund manager and a portfolio manager and a separate legal entity from the Bank of Montreal. Registered trademarks, trademark of Bank of Montreal. Under license. Okay, let's go to the other end of the spectrum from low volatility, the small and medium companies that give you some strong growth. Stay right there. Sajan Betty will join us to go over his top picks. I'm Richard Infantino, and you're listening to Primetime Money. Okay, we are back. I'm Richard Infantino, and you're listening to Primetime Money. And like I said a couple minutes ago, we're going to be talking a bit about the small caps and mid-cap stocks, which is very interesting. And a lot of people haven't talked about that in a long time. So joining us now is Sajan Betty. He's the Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Canoe Financial. Hey, good morning, Sajan. Thanks for uh, taking the time to join us here today. Thank you very much for having me. Well, first time on the show. Um, great to have you. Um, give us a little bit of your background and the, the funds that you manage there at Canoe Financial. Sure, yeah, just really quickly, I joined Canoe back in 2013, uh, and since then I've been working alongside Rob Taylor and the rest of our team here. Okay. Uh, we manage about uh, $4 billion across uh, several North American equity and balance mandates. Yeah, we had Rob on the show um, a couple of weeks back, so uh, you're part of his team. That's great. Now, we, you know what we wanted to talk to you about, Sajan, is we want to talk about small cap companies. Explain to everybody... Uh, what small caps are and and why you know given all the turmoil that we're involved in and and right now in the in the you know could be going into recession why small caps could be a great opportunity. Uh, yeah, so for those that don't know, smaller cap companies uh, all that means is companies that have uh, lower market caps relative to larger cap companies. Okay. 
So within Canada, uh, we define it as uh, our investable universe is businesses that have uh, greater than 150 million of market cap and uh, sub 5 billion. That's kind of our sweet spot of where we're looking for ideas. Okay, and so why, why would you look at small caps today? We, like you mentioned, the, the environment obviously hasn't been conducive to taking a lot of risk, and, and small caps have underperformed by quite a bit relative to large cap. Okay. But we think that we could be in an environment where in the back half of the year and into 2023 that, uh, you know, as growth expectations are reset lower, as uh, the Fed starts to pivot back towards being more accommodative and less aggressively hawkish, uh, that we could be in a more of an early cycle environment uh, where growth reaccelerates and multiples expand. And typically, that's been a very good macro backdrop for small cap stocks. Now, um, when, when you look at that small caps, like there's a, an index of small caps. And, you know, we've had lots of guests on the show that talk about ETFs and owning an index. But you're, you have a fund uh, in your portfolio manager fund. So why would you invest in the fund over like an index? Well, generally speaking, we think uh, the returns in index are going to be more challenged going forward, especially within large cap indices. But within small cap specifically, uh, there's just so much um, junk, to be honest, in the small cap index in Canada, where it doesn't really represent what a a quality, um, you know, balanced portfolio should look like. For for instance, almost 25% of the portfolio in the uh, in the small cap index in Canada is in the material sector, which is in mostly junior gold companies. So uh, it, it's just not really a diversified ETF option for uh, small cap exposure within Canada. Um, so with, with your fund, tell us a little bit about like what you do there with your fund. So we run a diversified small mid-cap portfolio. It's a Canada focus. Ninety uh, percent of the portfolio has to be within Canada. Okay. Our our sweet spot for uh, looking at opportunities is greater than 150 million market cap and sub five billion in market cap. Okay. And uh, what we try to do is we focus on quality businesses with long-term sustainable growth characteristics that are run by excellent management teams that are trading at reasonable multiples. And uh, we think that this kind of low risk. Uh, quality approach will outperform over time. So, like, when you put together the portfolio, Sajan, are, are you looking at diversifying across the different sectors, or are you just picking the best companies and, and putting together, a, like, a certain number of companies in a portfolio? Yeah, we at any one time, we'd own about 50 different companies. Okay. And uh, we're bottom-up investors, so we're going to focus and concentrate in where we see the most attractive bottom-up opportunities. And uh, we're benchmark agnostic, so uh, we're not going to own something that we don't believe in just because it's in the index. We're populating a portfolio which, with, with ideas that we think are the best risk-reward opportunities in our view. Okay, great. So I guess just to uh, finish up, and we have, we have time here, let, let's talk about some of the stocks that you like right now. So if you had got cash and you're going to invest today, like talk about a couple of stocks that you like. Sure. Uh, the, the one that we like to highlight that really epitomizes what we look for in a, in a small mid-cap stock in Canada is uh, Ann Lauer Group. Okay. So uh, Ann Lauer is a transportation company that provides highly specialized logistics services, uh, predominantly to the healthcare sector. And uh, the industry that they operate in, when you think about their core customers, it's large-cap pharma companies, large-cap pharma distributors, 
And uh, they're highly focused on the quality of service and not being offside from a regulatory standpoint. So what that creates is this huge barrier to entry for their business. And this gives Anlau a really strong pricing power and has allowed them to generate, uh, you know, mid-20s EBITDA margins uh, very sustainably. Uh, the company is led by their CEO uh, founder, uh, Michael Anlauer, who continues to be by far the largest individual shareholder. And uh, what we like about the company is we think it's pretty consistent, high single-digit organic growth. When you layer on M&A that they can do, that's very value accretive. We think these, this company can uh, compound free cash flow per share 15 to 20% for the foreseeable future. And uh, we think the stock is attractively valued for, for that quality of business. Yeah, that's great. We got time for one more. Do you have one more for us, Sasha? For sure. The uh, the other one that we like to highlight that has similar dynamics is Storage Vault. Okay. Uh, they're they're the largest uh, self storage company in Canada, and uh, similar to Anlauer, again, the business itself is very attractive and uh, has high barriers to entry because it's very difficult to zone new um, uh, self storage facilities. And so that creates uh, an environment where the existing facilities that Storage Vault would own uh, have a lot of pricing power and generate really strong margins. And, and, and similar to Anlauer, again, it's, it's run by the, the CEO uh, and, and the founding company who own upwards, I think, of 50% of the shares outstanding. So there's highly incentivized uh, and unaligned management team. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, we think this company and within the balance sheet can compound, you know, in the high, the high teens for the foreseeable future. Well, two great ideas, Sajan. Thanks for joining us here today. No problem. Thank you so much for yeah, having and me. Hopefully we can get you on again real soon and talk about some more of these small caps. Absolutely. Happy to. Anytime. All right. You take care. Thank you. Bye. Okay, that was Sajan Betty, who's the Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Canoe Financial. Remember, commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund investments. The distributions are not guaranteed, and they may fluctuate. Please read the prospectus before you invest. Mutual funds are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated. This show is sponsored in part by Canoe Financial. Wow, that's all the time that we had for today. It went by fast again. But once again, take advantage of our free complimentary workshop that's coming up on July the 20th in Mississauga. If you haven't called Dominique as of yet, there's still time to reserve a spot. Call 1-866-891-2637. That's 1-866-891-2637 for our workshop on July 20th. It's good for luncheon, and it's going to run from 12 noon till about 2 p.m., and then we have our comeback portfolio as well. If you'd like to get a copy of that comeback portfolio, give Dominic a call as well. So we'll see you here next week. And you join us when we'll be talking with Robert Wessel of Hamilton ETFs and Taylor Kristowiak from First Trust. Follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Our podcasts are on Apple Music, Prime Music, and Spotify. And we can be followed directly at our website, primetimemoney, all one word, dot C-A where you'll find all the information that we talk about on this show every uh, week. See you next week, folks. I'm Richard Infantino, and this is Primetime Money. The strategies and advice during Primetime Money are provided for general guidance. Listeners should consult their own investment advisor when planning to implement a strategy. Interest rates, market conditions, special offers, tax rulings, and other investment factors are subject to change. Richard Infantino is an investment advisor with RBC Dominion Securities, a member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund. 
This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.